Today at Kalos Church, we're discussing why the church needs house gatherings. Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeepan. And I'm Amrita. Kalos means beautiful in Greek, and we know a lot of people have heard or seen ugly things when it comes to church stuff, but we believe that when you look at the words and the ways of Jesus, it's actually quite beautiful. So we wanted to create a community where we can ask the question, what is so beautiful about Jesus? If you want to see content like this every Sunday, please like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, or follow us on Instagram. Yes, we're so thankful that you joined us online today. And before Pastor Pradeepan preaches a great message in a brand new series that we're starting today. I want to share some really awesome stuff with you. You know, at our church, we say we don't want to just be a friendly church, Mm -hmm. but we want to be a church of friends. So we connect on a private Facebook group every single week. We talk to one another. We pray for each other. We laugh together. Mm -hmm. We want you to join our Facebook group as well. And so today I want to share some good news and also have us pray together about something as well, because God is answering prayers. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, let me just share some really incredible news with you. And that is that Kalos Church for the last several weeks has been signing up to sponsor a teacher and our school downtown that we have been sharing with and doing outreach with and trying to help teachers get ready for school every single year. Well, this year was a little bit different, but you guys showed up and listen, there are 67 staff members at Medina Elementary School that because of generous Kalos Church sponsors are going to get a beautiful gift basket. We're going to celebrate teachers because this is not an easy year. But thank you, Kalos Church, for loving on our teachers. We're so excited for a new school year. And speaking of, I wanted to spend some time today really praying for teachers and for students Mm -hmm. who are starting school. And around here, everything is still online. And this is a really big adjustment for students. It's a big adjustment for teachers. We've got teachers right in our own Kalos Mm -hmm. Church community. We want to live you up students we want to lift you up in prayer right now let's all pray together Father, thank you so much for a new school Mm -hmm. year, for the ability to teach, the ability to learn, even in this environment. But God, it it is coming with its challenges. And Father, I just ask that you would rest your spirit on every single teacher and every single student. The teachers who are trying to teach online and keep children engaged and students engaged Mm -hmm. in what they're learning. God, students who are fighting to stay engaged to learn. Father, I pray that even there would be the ability to have a student-teacher bond and relationship uh, like usual, even if it is online. So God, I pray for an incredibly successful school year Mm -hmm. this year. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, without further ado, Pastor Pradeepan is going to preach an incredible message. Go ahead and give him a digital high five. Mm. Say amen Amen. throughout the service. It's going to be an awesome sermon. Love it. Thank you. Well, today we are starting a brand new series, a collection of talks called Whatever It Takes. We're in a wild, crazy season, but you know what? We as a church, we're going to do whatever it takes to make known the beauty of Jesus. And I know we as parents are going to do whatever it takes to give our kids the best. And in our work, in our passion, in our purpose, our calling, I believe that we're part of a church that will do whatever it takes to make known the beauty of Jesus in all of our lives. Amen. Amen. And people in the early church had a similar mindset to share the gospel and be the gospel in their lives. And we want to jump into a book of Acts. It's called the book of Acts, where we can see really the 
the blueprint of the first church that ever existed. And I, I want to jump into Acts 2020, which is kind of crazy. And we're going to share something that's a little bit more of our 2020 vision. I love those numbers lining up. So let's do that. In Acts 20, the scripture says, You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. I love Paul's mindset here. He's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to finish this race. I am going to proclaim the gospel. I'm going to do it no matter what the cost. And if you notice here, he talks about in 2020 that he would share the gospel publicly, but he would also share it from house to house. He's able to adapt to share the gospel. And it kind of reminds me of our church planting process. You know, Paul, he's willing to go in these different environments. And it says that the Holy Spirit warned him that when he goes to this new city to preach, he's going to face prison. He's going to face hardships. And how many times have you gone to prison in our church plant? <laughs> Just kidding. Zero <laughs> times. And while we haven't experienced prison or hardships, we have experienced a lot of different things like COVID, like just the difficulty of navigating different venues. I mean, can we go down a stroll of our memories right now, down memory lane? How many different venues have we got? Like Paul had publicly in house to house. We've had Belden Cafe. We've had our backyard. We've had our living room, our kitchen right now. <laughs> we've been in the Parlor Comedy Club. No joke. We've been in the W Hotel. We've been in the Hilton Garden Hotel. We've been at Bellevue A Community Church. We've been at Bell Prez Church. We've been at Anitai Beach Park. We've been at Crossroads Park. We've been at the downtown Bellevue Park. We've been on Zoom, Instagram Live, Facebook, and YouTube. And I am I forgetting anything? It's been a lot. So we totally relate with Paul the Apostle, don't we? <laughs> Just a lot of craziness in this adventure. And to be honest, it reminds me of like when I was in high school, my friends invited me to something called a progressive dinner party. And I was like, are conservative people allowed to come? They're like, has nothing to do with a political party. It's like a traveling dinner party. There are three parts to this meal. And we're going to go to three different locations for each course. So for appetizers, we're going to go to someone else's house and we're going to eat that. And then we're going to jump in a car. We're going to eat the main course at a second house, jump in the car and then eat dessert in a third house. This is a progressive dinner party. Sounds like fun. We should do it sometime. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy. It was like the same group of friends eating food together. We all had the same mission. It was the same party, but it was in different houses. And it kind of reminds me of Kalo's church, doesn't it? We have the, the same God. We serve Jesus Christ. We have the same gospel message that we're proclaiming. We are one family, the same people gathering, but we've been able to go from different location to location to location to location, just like Paul the Apostle talks about publicly and house to house. And uh, we got a wild announcement right now, which I'm really excited to share. And uh, it's kind of crazy. It was a difficult decision to make. But with this house-to-house -house mindset 
the mindset that the early church to do whatever it takes to share the gospel. It's a, a difficult announcement, but it's exciting because I feel like we're tapping into the power of the early yeah. church. Amen. And I'm so, so pumped about this. You know, we have had to pray and think about, are we going to gather in 2020 in our, our, our large hotel gathering? But as we've considered the ramifications of COVID-19 for health concerns or people who are uncomfortable in the large gathering, and also working with a hotel that has their own requirements, it was not an ideal situation for us to gather. The numbers would have to be really limited. The arrangements would be very difficult. And so we as Kalos Church, the lead team, we've decided that for the remainder of 2020, we're not going to meet as a large gathering in a hotel. We just wanted to make things clear as you're making decisions for your fall, with your children, with your Sunday rhythm. So we will not be meeting as a large gathering for the remainder of 2020. And so while we're making that decision with safety and the difficulty of working with a hotel, what it is doing is it's causing us to think a little bit more creatively and out of the box. And so we're excited to announce what we are doing. And so we're going to be meeting in what we're calling house gatherings where we can have physical interaction with people while following CDC guidelines yeah. in a safe and healthy way. But we're going to be meeting from house to house in what we're calling house gatherings. So you might be wondering, what are house gatherings? What a great question. I'm glad you asked. Well, here's our definition of what house gatherings are for Kalos Church. Small gatherings of people following CDC guidelines, worshiping, talking, and praying in homes on Sundays with our Kalos service videos. And so we will be gathering, still having our online service experience, but we're going to ask that people open up their homes so that we can do this together in a safe, CDC-friendly way. And before we explain more of the details and the logistics of what this look like, looks like, we want to make it clear that this isn't just a crazy new idea that we came up with. Yeah. Like we've read, this is actually biblical. Yeah. There's actually a biblical precedent in the book of Acts. Let's read again, Acts 20, 20. It says, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. For most of our Sunday gatherings, we've focused on the large preaching of the gospel publicly. But in this season, we're going to focus on the preaching of the gospel, worshiping, fellowshipping, breaking bread together from house to house. And in fact, let's read some other scriptures about house gatherings. Acts 2.42 says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, their large gatherings like the Hilton Garden Inn. They broke bread in their homes like we're about to do and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily. So they didn't just stay small because they're meeting in homes, but the Lord was adding to their number daily those who are being saved. Yeah. This is super exciting. Another example in Colossians 4.15, I love this. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. 
And so we see this throughout the scripture. And so what does this look like for us? Well, we as Kalos Church are still going to provide a digital service where we can worship and pray and get community updates, where we can sing together and study the scriptures. But we're going to ask that you gather in homes so that you can experience that together. Yeah. At the end of the video, we're going to provide a discussion question so that you can talk and you can break bread if you want, and you can just really interact with each other in a physical environment in real time, and you don't have to worry if you're muted or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be super powerful. And so uh, I, I just love this, and I believe it'll be a beautiful, safe, and intimate environment where we can worship the Lord together and make known the beauty of Jesus. Amen. You know, in 2008, I visited a large church in Nairobi, Kenya, and there were thousands upon thousands of people gathered in a soccer stadium. And I remember watching the pastor make an announcement and he said, hey, uh, I know we're used to meeting here in the soccer stadium, but next week we're going to just meet in houses and we're going to we're going to decentralize this gathering and we're going to multiply all of this. And I, I remember talking with the pastor afterwards. And I was like, what? Why are you doing that? That's crazy. Like this soccer stadium is amazing. What if people don't come back? Like what? How do you how do you do that? And he said, hey, we, we've had some trouble working with the government and the landlord with the stadium. And, you know, we just don't know if they would pull the plug at any moment. And so we just want to demonstrate to our church body, our congregation ahead of time that, hey, you can shut down the building, but you can never shut down the church. Mm. We are a gathering, yes, but we're also a scatter, a scattering, mm. not a scattering. We mm. are a gathering, but we're also a scattering. Mm. And so while you can shut down the soccer stadium, you could shut down this, this building, you can never shut down the church. And I just thought, wow, that is a powerful statement. I really think it taps into that whatever it takes mindset we see in the book of acts yeah. it's just it's just a beautiful picture and we're not let's be honest the church is not a brick and mortar building that's not what the church is the church is god's family and god's building us as his building where we can house the holy spirit ephesians 2 says it like this consequently you are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with god's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Amen. Mm, amen. May the same thing be said of Kalos Church. So you might be wondering, why are we doing house gatherings now? How great question so many good questions well this is such an important question especially when you consider that you know why we gather is way more important than where we gather. yeah wouldn't you agree right it's just it's just a good concept and a mindset to really take into this new season so why are we doing this now why well you know we've had this mission to make known the beauty of jesus and then we encountered covid19 and to be honest none of us expected this we didn't plan for this it was totally wild mentors and pastors and people we've talked to didn't have a playbook on how do you navigate a pandemic as a church plant like it was totally new and so we quickly adjusted as a church all right we can't meet in person so what we're going to do is we're going to meet digitally we we adjusted well we did not think we would be doing this for six months can you believe we've been gathering digitally for six months now and so we just had this mindset where it We'll just hold on until we can gather as a large group in the hotel again. 
But that's not looking like it's gonna happen anytime soon. And so we had to transition from just adjusting to innovating, innovating what this new era in Kalos Church is going to look like. And uh, the reason we're feeling that like this is because it's, it's honestly, it's taking a toll, these digital services, like on our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. Like we, don't get me wrong, we love social media, we love technology. We are so thankful we can use digital services to make known the beauty of Jesus to keep us together. But it's not the same as a physical gathering. Yeah. You know, even in worship, I honestly miss gathering with several people singing the praises of the Lord. Yeah. You know, when I when I sing around the house for some reason, I can only remember 90s worship songs. And it's it's not the best experience for everybody around. You know, I sing and literally our son and our daughter they cry every time i sing my 90s worship song i'll be like obi nala there's no god like jehovah no god like jehovah you got a harmony honey no god like jehovah no god like jehovah no god like jehovah behold he comes riding on the clouds Shining like the sun and the trumpets call. So lift your. Anyways, uh, it's no. not a good experience. And now you know why they cry. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> That's all I got. I miss being led in worship in a corporate, like, large gathering experience. And honestly, it's when I feel the presence of God, honestly, most tangibly sometimes in my life, I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. It, it's just so powerful. And, and as we've talked with different people from our church, we're seeing that. The toll of quarantine is impacting mental health, emotional health, and it's just we need a physical gathering. Instead of holding out for these large gatherings, we're going to make the most with innovation, with this New Testament model to do whatever it takes to make sure we can worship together from house to house. Mm, amen. Amen. And honestly, I'm really excited to see what this is going to yeah. unlock in all of us when we can sing. You know, Hebrews talks about some of us have gotten out of the habit of meeting together. And to be honest, with quarantine, when we can watch videos whenever we want, we've kind of gotten out of the habit of getting dressed, showering, driving places. But I want to read this warning in Hebrews 10. It says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I know many of us have gotten out of the habit of meeting together, but we need it. We need some encouragement. I know I do. We need to stir one another in good works and love. And maybe you might feel good in your own clique, but I, I believe that there are people in our city, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, they need some encouragement. They need the love of Jesus. They need some hope in this wild time that we call 2020. Yeah. And so why are we doing this now? Because I believe we desperately need it. Yeah. We need each other. We are better together. You know, uh, there, there was a time in my life, let's go back to the 90s again, where I used to buy these toys or my parents would buy me these toys and i look at the picture and it would be awesome. I would open up the box and then it would look nothing like the picture. I'm like, why can't I use this toy? Like nothing is operating like I wanted to. And then I'd read in the corner and it would say, some assembly required. In order for this toy to be used properly and function as it was meant to be, it requires assembly. 
And I think the same thing could be said of the church. In fact, we could say church, some assembly required. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're just better together. And, and, and one of our fears, honestly, in this digital time is that we might start to say things like, you know, I, I just do church by myself. Like, I just need to be alone. Like, I will just be in a paddleboard alone. I don't have to sacrifice my life to love anybody else, like living sacrificially. I don't have to practice patience with anybody or long suffering. I don't have to really think of the needs of my neighbor or the people around me. I can just do life alone. It's just me and God alone. But that's not what the Bible calls us to. Like we read in Ephesians, God is building us together. Yeah. The early church met from house to house. They, they met together. Hebrews says, do not neglect the meeting together. And yes, we can pray alone. We can have many spiritual practices alone. That is beautiful. That's awesome. That can enrich your faith. But we as the church are called to gather together. Yes, amen. And I think house to house is going to help us do this yeah. really, really well. I like this quote. It's illogical to say that you are merely part of the worldwide universal church, yet refuse to gather with the segment of that universal church that exists in your geographical area. It'd be like claiming you have a car when the right fender is in Phoenix, the engine is in Tucson, and the wheels are in Paradise Valley. You don't have a car. You have the beginning of an inventory for a junkyard. It just won't function until the pieces are put together. I love this, especially when I consider my story. You know, to be honest, I fell in love with the church before I fell in love with Jesus. When I was lonely, when I was isolated, people invited me into their lives, to their homes, into their friendship. And from that strong, loving community, I, I became curious about faith. And why are you so nice to me? Why are you so good to me? And they, they introduced me to Jesus in that, that home environment, in that context of community. And I learned that Jesus is so beautiful that he lived a perfect life and showed us a better way of living. And he absorbed death upon himself and he absorbed all the death that I was causing through pain and living in just these addictions in my life and how I was facing darkness every day. But Jesus absorbed that on the cross and he paved a way for me to experience life and life abundantly. And I, I just fell in love with Jesus, the Jesus that the church community introduced me to. And I just believe that in our houses, we can do the same for others. We can provoke one another and encourage one another to experience the beauty of Jesus. And I believe that that's going to happen Amen. house to house. Yeah. And so you might be wondering, how, how can I participate? Like, I want, I want to be a part of this. I want to use my life to advance the kingdom of Jesus. And I love that question. And even in this quarantine, so many people from Kalos have asked, how can I help? Because... We have a mindset. I don't just want to attend church. I want to be church. You can shut down a building, but you can't shut down the church. And I just love that so many of you have asked that question. And we've had to pray and think. And we honestly didn't know exactly what to tell people for the longest time. But if you're really wanting to help us in this critical time as Kalos Church, here's something really practical you can do. Sign up to participate with house gatherings. You can host a house gathering. You can join a house gathering. We're going to ask that you go to our website, go to kalos.church 
house gatherings and click on the link that says find or host a house gathering. And then you can fill out a form there and then we can just know how we can communicate and where different houses want to gather. And we can really equip you to be the church in the city. Yeah. Where we can make known the beauty of Jesus, where we can reach people with the gospel, people who would have never set foot in a hotel, people who would never set foot in a traditional church building. They'll enter your house. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's so many people in our city, you know, maybe they're experiencing the Seattle freeze. Maybe they're new here. There's so many people that just wish someone would invite them into their home. Yeah. There's so many people. And now we have the opportunity to do that with our house gatherings. So just go to that website. And uh, I know this is corny, but the first 20 people to sign up to host a house gathering, uh, you're going to get a house gathering starter kit. <laughs> Some assembly required yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get things like disinfectant wipes masks a thermometer uh some invite cards and we just want to help equip you to reach your community your neighborhood with the gospel and uh, i just want to close with this story I, I remember when we were first starting the church before all those different venues and yeah we decided to to do our first gathering in a local coffee shop we prayed we recruited we did facebook advertisement and three people showed up, you know, and for a good reason, Pastor Armitha did not even show up. Yeah, that first it was meeting. a good reason. Really good reason, really good reason. And we're like, where is everybody? Nobody wanted to come. And so we tried it again and five people came to the second meeting. Then we said, all right, why, why don't we get a little bit more raw, invite them into our home. And 65 people showed up at that meeting. So many people who, who said, I've been waiting to come to a party. I've been waiting to see who lives in my neighborhood. And many of those people, honestly, they joined our launch team to start a church. Some people said they cried when they got an invitation to be friends. And it was just this beautiful moment. And I don't think that's because we're unique or special. I think many of you are going to have those moments yeah. as you invite your neighbors and friends into your life, into your homes. I think it's just going to be so beautiful yeah. as we bring the gospel from house to house to house, as we make known the beauty of Jesus from house to house to house, as we see forgiveness and grace go from house to house to house, as we see miracles, signs and wonders and healing go from house to house to house. I believe God's going to do some amazing things through you, through us as the church, Amen. as we meet, as God's people, as God's building, as we make known the beauty of Jesus Amen. together. Amen. Oh, I'm so excited. And so I just want to ask you this question. Will you gather in a house gathering mm. to make known the beauty of Jesus? Mm. Let's pray. Mm. Dear Father, thank you so much that we get to be a part of your church and that Jesus, we know that you're building the church. And I thank you for the creative ways that we've been able to, to navigate all this, Lord, that we can, we can meet anywhere as the church that we can meet on Zoom, we can meet on Facebook, we can meet on YouTube, we can meet in small gatherings and in a house, we can meet publicly in a hotel. But in all these environments, Lord, we get to be your family and we get to celebrate you, Jesus, and receive all the good things you have for us. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us and equip us to make known your beauty, that we'd be able to lift up your name and offer our homes and our hearts and our lives to do whatever it takes to advance your will, we pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.